1: Welcome back. This is Fighter versus the Writer. I'm your host Damon Martin, and this week I am joined by a good friend and a, a longtime uh, podcast co-host from a couple different shows uh, the, uh, the the man with uh, with a whole lot of UFC knockouts, uh, UFC welterweight, and my friend Matt Brown. Matt, what's going on?
0: What's up, man? So, where'd you get the music, man? That's like some dj kind of, you know solid that was good man that was that's, good intro music where'd you get
1: it that's what they call that that free uh like the the non-licensed yeah. music you know so i found i had to find some metal though i couldn't go in like it. i got to go in legit i couldn't go nice. with some wuss you know like you know beat music i had to go with some metal dude come on <laughs>
0: nice nice which by the way i forgot to tell you i got a new record player
1: oh ah, spending some vinyl
0: some vinyl bro i'm got all about the vinyl boy. i'm gonna show it to you next time uh we hang out man but um yeah i'm glad you got a good intro bro that's solid yeah yeah you.
1: i'm all about the vinyl man you have to come over and see my vinyl collection sometime i got a bi- I got a big bunch of vinyl so
0: yeah, we might have to do some
1: swaps yeah absolutely all right so let's get into it of course last night 24 hours ago i was in cleveland ohio for the big boxing match between jake paul and tyron woodley of course jake paul ended up getting the nod by a split decision uh over eight rounds tyron was uh not too happy about that he's calling for an immediate rematch he doesn't think uh the, the judges scored it the right way i'll be honest and we'll just kind of get in this now. i got of give my opinion i'll be honest i i didn't think it was that controversial the decision i scored now okay so just to put it in in context here i'm sitting i i'm sitting ringside but not really ringside we're kind of back away from the ring like behind the first like section of seats on the floor so i'm on the floor so i'm basically watching the big screen because you can't see anything in the ring at that distance so i'm basically watching the big screen yeah. but i'm not watching with any commentary so i have no I idea I what to com- see you on tv <laughs> that's that's a that's a scary I, sight right there have you watched it yet i haven't watched it i haven't watched it back yet no i no. think
0: that was you It was a dude with glasses yeah. just like yours at least so yeah anyway, could anyway, be. anyway yeah could uh, i'm right with you man that Tyron doesn't really have much of an argument there for that fight, man. That was a, um, it's unfortunate, man. It looked to me like he had the skill to win that fight. Um, he probably has the skill to, ability to win. I mean, well, a lot of fights, UFC and and boxing. I think he, he looked real good out there when he opened up. But um, I tell you, man, it, it just looks like, like Tyron, for the past I don't know what five six fights in the UFC and. And now in boxing or celebrity boxing, whatever you want to call it, um, it's like he's more concerned about getting out of the ring safely than he is winning the fight.
1: Yeah, it was... uh... It was weird because I'll, I'll give Tyron credit for this. He he was more aggressive. I was worried about that. I thought, gonna, I thought he was. I thought he was going to sit back against the ropes like he did in in in, in his <laughs> last few UFC fights, where he was just sitting back against the cage and like you know kind of waiting for guys to come in on him. Uh, and and that didn't happen. He was he was a little bit more aggressive. The problem is, is while he was standing and, and he kept, he he's saying that Jake was running from. him, I, I don't I don't like that because Jake you can be a counter fighter. Anderson Silva wasn't running from people because. He he wasn't chasing after them, but, uh, but he was pursuing him a lot of the fight, but he wasn't throwing. I mean, if you look at the punch stats, they landed combined. I think it was right around 120 total punches in eight rounds. That's to me, ridiculous. Like there was no output. Like, I, I think that is my biggest issue with Tyron's argument about winning the fight is that his output wasn't there. If he would have actually thrown more punches, he probably would have won if fight. He probably would have knocked him out. I mean, that's, but he didn't, he didn't engage enough.
0: I agree, and and I think you got to give Jake some credit too, in that when Tyron did back up against uh, or did back up a little bit, Jake read it, put a couple of jabs out there, then he was the one backing up. He controlled the range really well. He controlled where the fight took place. When he was backing up, he would catch his breath and then he would set his feet and yeah. and decide when the um, when the engagements would take place, where they were taking place, and you know, you got to give him a little bit of credit, man. He looked pretty good in there. Um, you know, I, again, for me, it's kind of the big question is, you know, was it Jake Paul looking good or was it Tyron just kind of um, going through the motions? And, and that's just what it looks like. It looks to me like he's just going through the motions and just really just wants to get out of there safely, you know, like doesn't want to be in a fight. He looked very uninspired, very unmotivated, didn't look like he really was enjoying himself in there. And, um, you know, so, so again, I just don't know if you credit Jake for that, or if you maybe, maybe it was, or maybe if it was Tyrone's fault.
1: Yeah, I think Jake. I think for the first time in Jake's career, and, and listen, when you knock out a YouTuber, an NBA player, and Ben Askren, you haven't really been in a fight where you've been in any kind of serious danger. We got to be honest about that. Like he's just not. He's never had anyone in there that pres- that presented any kind of. Serious threat. I, I love Ben. I like Ben Askren very much. He was a monster in his heyday in fighting. He's not a boxer. He's not a boxer. He's not a striker. Yeah. Uh, his, his, his as as Michael Bisping said on this very podcast a week ago, his striking is garbage. So you know to say to to say that was a threat is is is, is a joke. Uh, Tyron's a threat. But we I know to-
0: Bro, look at. Ninety percent of boxers that are four and zero, oh, and honestly, Ben Askren's probably as much of a threat as <laughs> those first four to ten guys that uh, pro boxers are fighting.
1: Yeah, so but I think Tyron. We know Tyron's got legit knockout power. There's no doubt about that. But Tyron was never known for his boxing. I mean, Tyron had knockout. There's a difference between having knockout power and being good boxer. You know what I mean? Like he had not. He had huge knockout power. We know that. That's and in MMA you know, you can have huge knockout power and still be a terrible striker. You know what I mean? doesn't mean you're a great striker just because you have knockout power. Uh, He had great knockout power. We knew that. So I think the threat of that had Jake, like, on his bike a little bit more than before, but he was also playing it smart. But then Jake wasn't really engaging either. Jake was flicking at his jab a little bit. He threw a couple combinations. He tagged Woodley a couple of times, pretty decent, uh, but nothing, like, super, super hard. Went to the body a couple times, pretty good. But I think there was – part of it was Jake wasn't engaging as much because he was more timid about Tyron's power and Tyron was doing a lot of pursuing, but then not doing a lot of throwing. Like he wasn't throwing and when he threw Mm. punches and I, and I noted this in my recap, a lot of times when Tyron was throwing punches, he wasn't throwing combinations. He was throwing single shots. You can't do that in boxing.
0: Yep. And that's just a lack of experience in boxing. Right. And you know, Jake's going to run into a guy that's going to do that a little bit better. Maybe his next match, uh, maybe I'll get lucky and he'll want to get his ass kicked and I'll get to show him that. But, you know, someone's going to show that to him eventually and we'll see how he handles it. And uh, it, it didn't, it, he didn't show any signs in that fight of being able to handle it well. Cause when Tyrone did throw combinations, very few, very far between, but when he did uh, you know, Jake didn't show anything spectacular. Um, and again, that's why I don't, you know, I could credit Jake Paul for a few things, but I, I really, and more leaning towards Tyron was just trying to gather safely, man. You know, he was there for a payday. Looked unmotivated. Um, I said it before the fight. I said it, if Tyron took this seriously, he should kill him. Um, I kind of still stick by that, and I think he probably did take it serious. But um, his—he's not. He doesn't have no fire in his heart left, man. I, you know, and I think we've seen that in the UFC. Perfect call out by Jake. Perfect opponent for him. Yeah. What do you say?
1: I'm not. I'm not as you are, and just to be clear, because obviously we've talked about this a lot in our old podcast, you are a much, much bigger boxing fan than I am. So I'm not a massive boxing guy. I like boxing. I watched a big fight, so I'm not going to lie to we've you. Say I'm, you it, I, I'm not sitting here lying and saying I'm watching every fight, on, on but I, I know enough about the sport to know that Jake is not bad. He's not terrible. It's not like he's out there and he looks like a crappy, like, he, I mean, for a 4 boxer. I mean, I listen. Just to put it in context, I saw uh, Tommy Fury fight earlier in the night in a four-round fight against a completely overmatched mixed martial arts fighter, and Anthony Taylor gave up like six inches and like at least twenty-five pounds in weight. And Tommy couldn't. Tommy barely laid hands on him. It was it was awful. I mean, it was an awful performance. And Tommy Fury is now seven and zero. And 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 I think I saw somebody put it out on Twitter last night hit the combined record of his opponents is like 14 and 175 or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Tommy Fury is supposed to be a legit. I mean, I, when I say legit boxer, I'm saying like, he's like legitimately trying to be a boxer. Like he is six and zero oh, now seven and O oh, comes from Tyson's fee. Obviously Tyson Fury's little brother. Like he is actually like, before he was a reality show star, which I didn't really know that about him until recently. Uh, before he was that he was trying to be a boxer. He's 22. So he's young. Yeah. He looked, he looked terrible. That was an awful performance for him last night. Mm-hmm. And he's now seven to zero. for Jake to be four and oh, where he's at. I don't think Jake is terrible. I don't think he's terrible. He's got a lot of room to grow. He's not a great boxer, but any stretch stretches imagination. Him throwing out names like Canelo is laughable. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, but I didn't think he, I, I don't think he's a terrible boxer, but I don't think he had a great showing last night and he still got the win. And I, and I'll stand by that. It wasn't a great fight it wasn't a great performance, but I still thought he won.
0: And again, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I think I agree with just about everything, but I'm just a little bit torn on whether it was, um, you know, credit to Tyrone or credit, uh, credit to, to lack of Tyrone pushing or trying versus lack of, uh, uh, or credit to, I'm sorry, my words are getting all confused or credit to Jake Paul for being good enough to stifle Tyrone a little bit. And, I kind of leaned towards Tyron just not do anything. I mean, it, even in the corner, you just look in his eyes, man. And this guy's his corner's trying to fire him up, and he's just kind of standing there, a little lackadaisical, like, you know, hey, I'm 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 gonna get paid, bro. I'm cool, you know. <laughs> like, don't worry about it, you know. It just because it, it looked to me like he had his opportunities, he had his times. He dropped him there in the fourth, um, at least hurt him bad, you know. They didn't call it a knockdown, bounce off the ropes, but hurt him bad and even then he didn't push forward he didn't go for it um you know and that tells me there's just a a lack of um uh, a lack of desire you know
1: yeah i gotta agree with you there because i think last night was more about tyron not pulling the trigger than it was was about jake you know then Jake putting on a great because I don't think Jake I think Jake I mean again I mean there's not a lot to judge from obviously again you know you knock out Nate Robinson and Ben Askren. I don't know that we've really had a lot of footage to judge him by but I don't think Jake looked great last night but I do think Ty, I think when I if, if Tyron's being honest with himself and I know listen I I don't think he I don't think he looked terrible I, I think for a guy in his boxing debut he actually had some good moments but I think if Tyron's being honest with himself, if he goes back and watches this like a month from now when he's kind of cooled down and like, you know, kind of, you know, kind of put everything behind him, he's going to look at this fight and and have a lot of regrets because he had moments. He had moments where he had Jake push back. He had Jake when he landed that right hand and hurt him in the fourth round, which is obviously the best punch of the fight. uh, He didn't follow up. He threw one punch and hit him and he didn't follow up. And, 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 and again, there were very, I don't remember if he ever threw more than like two punches simultaneously, like maybe once or twice. It was all one yeah, punches punch twice.
0: And, and i tell you what, almost every time he threw his jab, he had a really good jab, sharp jab, landed well a few times, but there was like two per round.
1: Yeah. So like, I think if, I think if when it's all said and done, uh, like I said, a month from now, when he goes back and watches the fight, he's going to say, damn, that's on me. Like, that's on me. I, yeah. I He did not, because I don't think he did enough to win the fight. It's not that it wasn't a close fight at moments, because it was a bad fight. It wasn't a great fight. But yeah. I think Tyron Tyron could have won that fight. Tyron had the ability to win that fight, and if I'm being honest about it, he probably should have won that fight based on the way he was fighting if he would have actually thrown punches. But this, at the is my, end, this
0: is my point, and, and unfortunately for Tyron, I, I, I like him. And, Yeah. Uh, you know um you know know, we're not friends you know we're acquaintances but uh you know he's a good guy man he's a a really good guy and um you know i don't want to say anything bad about him but unfortunately man he's gonna look he's probably looking at his last what five ufc fights and saying that same thing you know we know that he's got the skill to at least compete with those guys um you know I, i I don't remember all the names, but, you know, I think um, maybe Gilbert Burns is probably the only one that just legitimately is, is good enough to beat him. But most of those guys, like, I think Tyron should be beating him probably, you know, three, four years, maybe four or five years ago. He probably beats those guys, and he's not pulling the trigger to just, again, lack of motivation, no, not fighting inspired at all. So I think he's probably going to look back at a lot of his fights and feel sort of that same way.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. It's, and I agree. I think Tyron, you know, in his prime, he was one of the greatest welterweights, you know, in history. Yeah. And then. You know he has that loss to Usman really lopsided fight he re- basically got you know just completely yeah, mauled on the, you know, yeah that's
0: another guy it, it, you know yeah
1: even even a
0: motivated Tyron might lose to Usman
1: yeah right? yeah but like that okay so that's that you take that one out of there because that's Usman kind of ascending to becoming who he is now I think Usman's sure. the top pound for pound fighter in the sport right now uh but Gilbert Burns you're right and Gilbert Burns is another one but like he, sh- he could have beaten Colby he absolutely could have beaten Colby. He stood I there against so. the cage for five rounds and didn't do anything. You know yeah, what I mean? This
0: could have been way more competitive, right? Yeah. Is it? you know, it's, again, it's another one of those where you're looking at it like, did Colby win or did Tyron lose?
1: Yeah, exactly. So where we're at now, last night, was it, was it was it was everywhere. You could not avoid Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. It was the biggest event of the weekend. Uh, it's going to end up being one of the biggest boxing events of the year. And I think when they said, and again, I know it's total numbers haven't been brought in, but they're saying it's going to end up being right there with Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather's exhibition bout as the biggest yeah. boxing pay per views of the year. And there's a lot of purists, and you're a purist, Matt. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you on this one. There's a lot of purists out there who are gonna say this is this is so garbage that a YouTuber with a f- now a four zero record is breaking you know pay per view records, making pay per view records against Tyron Woodley, a former UFC champion, no boxing experience whatsoever, and it's like a it's like a sacrilege that we're talking about this. Whereas I, let me just go ahead and make my argument. Listen. It, Whatever people want to watch, it's up to them. I don't understand everything. Listen, just for example, I talked about Tommy Fury as a reality show star. He was on a UK show called Love Island. My girlfriend watches Love Island. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'd go as far as to say I hate it because I hate reality shows. But I don't understand it. But do I understand there's a lot of people who like that stuff? There's a lot of people who like reality. Absolutely. I get it. I can't begrudge somebody for liking what they like. Cause I'm sure there's shows or movies or a sport. I love MMA. There's probably people out there who despise. I know there's people out there who despise MMA. Don't get it. Think it's too violent, whatever the case may be. So I'm never going to begrudge anyone for liking what they like. And I was in that arena last night, Matt, and the crowd was insane. And the one thing I will say having watched enough boxing matches over the years, this was by far the youngest audience I have ever seen interested okay. in boxing. I mean, there were there were like nine-year-old kids in the audience shouting, Jake Paul, get him Jake, knock him out Jake. I've never seen anything like that at a boxing match. So for people to discount this and say it's a joke or you shouldn't be doing it, or what are we, what are we doing with the sport that this is happening? I'm like, shush, because you can't tell people what to like. And obviously people like Jake Paul.
0: Yeah, um, I I guess maybe you were looking for a debate or argument, but I'm right there with you, bro. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more, man. I I think it's actually pretty cool what they're doing, man. Uh, it's a different lane, you know. Like you said, I'm a purist. I love the, the rawness of uh, you know pure MMA. I love it at the highest level. Same with boxing. I follow it closely, but this isn't that. They're two different things. It's different lanes. They're they're just doing two different things and um you can't even really compare the two you know it's a youtuber doing a boxing match it's not a a boxing match of an up-and-coming guy you know what i mean it's it's not like um um espn friday night fights right it's it's a different thing you know this is a and and that's why you see nine-year-olds in the uh, uh crowd cheering for the guy you don't see that at a any boxing match ever right so it's two different things and look i congratulate them for uh i I, you know i say hats off to jake paul man he's i think it's pretty cool what he's doing um good for him man you know he he built his brand and um he's not tied to any promotion um you know he's his own boss man you know he's doing it his way and uh good for him man i don't i don't think you could take anything away from him I think anybody saying the opposite is is a hater. And um, the fact is, you know, if he does keep moving up the ranks or or keep moving up in competition, you know, he's going to get knocked out. You know, he is playing um, a violent game here. You know, he's playing with the the wrong toys here, man. So I, I think that's a bad idea for him, but he's making a lot of money doing it. And if he gets knocked out doing it, he wakes up tomorrow with millions in his pocket, and I'm sure he'll be perfectly fine with himself. Um, you know, and, and if he ever uh, goes in there with me, I'll be the one to do it. You know? <laughs> but who knows, right?
1: Yeah. Well, let me let me let me start by saying that uh, if anyone is to blame for Jake Paul being a big star, if there's anyone to blame, it's boxing. And what I mean by that is, is boxing has done an awful job. Boxing <laughs> yeah. has done an awful job building up its stars. I bring this up all the time. I said I said this a couple times last week when I was doing a couple of appearances, you know, talking about the fight beforehand. Vassal Lomachenko, who I know you are a big fan of. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of, okay? Uh, going into that fight with Tiafimo Lopez, which was a great match, and Teofimo Lopez deserves all the credit for beating him. But... Going into that match, Vasily Lomachenko was, by and large, every fighter's favorite fighter. Every fighter I know who likes boxing loved Lomachenko, loved him. The casual audience couldn't pick him out of a lineup if he put a gun to their head. They had no clue who Vasily Lomachenko was. He was fighting on Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. on ESPN. That's, that's, that's egregious. That's awful that one of the greatest yeah. boxers in the world – has zero audience or has a small audience. I guess they say no audience, but a small audience. Like again, the average combat sports fan, if you put up 10 pictures of people, just random people, put a gun to their head and said, pick out Vassal Machinko, I guarantee you 99 or 98 out of a hundred would have no idea who he is. That's a problem. You're not building your stars, right? I mean, Yes, there are there are absolutely stars in boxing. There there's still st- I mean Canelo is a massive star. We know Canelo is a massive star. But look at what's going on right now. Oscar De la Hoya at 50 or whatever he is is about to come out of retirement fight Vitor Belfort, Anderson Silva and and Tito Ortiz are fighting next weekend. That's going to be that's going to do huge business. Now, I know Oscar is obviously, you know, a great in his own right, but that's the problem. I mean, you have Tyson Fury, who I think is, a, is probably a you know, legit star. I think obviously him and Anthony Joshua would do a lot of business. Obviously him and Deontay Wilder, the rematch did a lot of business. You got a couple of people out there, but when you got like, when you can't see Errol Spence against Terrence Crawford, or you can't see some of the fights you want, you got Manny Pacquiao matching Errol Spence was just a joke. Uh, when you're not building up your stars and giving people the fights they want to see, they're going to gravitate to something else. Now, a lot of people I think have gravitated towards MMA, which obviously I enjoy as again, I'm a purist for MMA, but like boxing has done an awful job of building up their stars, So they have no one to blame for themselves that people are interested in Jake Paul.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I think a lot of guys could probably take uh, some tips from Jake Paul, right? You you know, he built his brand, you know, so good for him. And, and that's the one thing, um, the UFC does for MMA, right. Is they give us a platform, um, to magnify our brand. Whereas in boxing, that platform really isn't there, you know, and I, I guess there's pros and cons to each, right. Cause the, with boxing, that's also why they get bigger, um, uh, paydays too, right. Cause they get the purse bids. Um, and you know, they're not necessarily contracted to a single promotion. Um, and even when they are, there's, you know, different clauses, you know, there's so many politics and details to that, but, um, so I think there's a lot of pros and cons to that. And that probably gets into a much deeper conversation. Um, but uh, you know, the, uh, again, I think we could take a lot of tips from Jake Paul about building a brand and, and that's something Boxers, particularly, but even MMA fighters, you know, we're not necessarily good at.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I I just you you can dislike Jake Paul. I have no problem if you don't like Jake Paul. You think he's an idiot, whatever the case may be. You can dislike the guy, but you can't fault him for what he's building. I mean, again, <laughs> he's peace, doing an
0: amazing job.
1: Yeah. I mean, if a million people are buying a pay per view, and I was in, like I said, I was in the arena last night. Sixteen thousand people were there. It was nuts. I mean, the crowd was. On All night, they were there. Most of the crowd was there at 7 p.m. for the first fight, which never happens. Uh, every big punch that was thrown, every big moment, the crowd was rising and falling. I mean, 16,000 people. Again, you can dislike the guy personally. You can say he's a clown. You can dislike his YouTube channel, whatever. But you can't say the guy hasn't done a good job building himself into a legitimate star. Is he a legitimate boxer? Is he a real threat in boxing? No. But no, no 4-0 boxer is. I, mean, I mean- I mean realistically
0: he's 24 years old. I mean he look he can develop a lot in boxing still. Do I ever think he's going to be a champion or I mean I don't know he's in the cruiserweight division too. Name the you know a great cruiserweight. Champion. <laughs> Roy you know, Jones. Roy
1: Jones. I'm, that's what I got. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's
0: been forever, you know. Like that's not one of the uh, more powerful divisions generally in boxing. Uh, Usyk, you know, was he's a great one, but he's moving up to heavyweight. Um but you know, if you're going to choose a division in boxing, and and look, there's a lot of belts he could get too. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of smaller belts. I mean, you know, at 24 years old, um, and you got to think too. I mean, some of these guys that he could he could uh, fight up there on the uh, the bigger the higher levels of boxing. Um, you know, think of like what Mayweather did to Canelo early on. He put him on such a big stage, early on. You know, I mean, I think that's uh, what was Canelo's uh, issue in that fight, mainly. I mean, it was just such a big stage. You know, Jake Paul's going to put these guys on gigantic stages. All the pressure is going to be on them. Uh, that's a tough thing to handle. Uh, a lot of these, you know, if he gets up there into, you know, actual ranks of boxing, which I think is an actual possibility. I mean, I don't think that he'll ever be a legitimate, you know, uh, I don't think anybody's going to be like, wow, he's a great boxer or anything ever but i mean just imagine you know you're a, you're a boxer it's been grinding your whole life and now this this guy comes along and all of a sudden you're fighting you know in front of 50 60, people and you know for a belt and that you've dreamed of your whole life And this guy you're not supposed to lose to you know what i mean there's like there's a lot of little little things to that but you know again at 24 years old i think the the sky's the limit for him um and I'll say it again. I'd love to test him on that limit.
1: Well, let's <laughs> Just, uh, let, let's yeah, talk. Well, let's talk about that because uh, obviously we've seen a lot of a lot of people coming out of the woodwork to want to fight Jake. Um, I get it. I mean, I get it. A, you be, obviously, a you believe you could believe you could beat him. B, why wouldn't you want a multi-million dollar payday to fight a boxing match with, you know. I mean, for that kind of money, I mean, I listen, if he wants to pay me $10 million, I'll, I'll get, I'll get knocked out, but I'll do it. I don't know, $10 million. I got a price. I mean, it's like the million dollar man you say in pro wrestling. Everyone's got a price. Trust me. I do too. Um, would you do it? Would you box Jake Paul?
0: Of course. I don't know if the UFC would let me do it, but, um, it, it makes a, a lot of sense to me in the, uh, where he's at right now. Like he's fought, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, t- a washed up Tyrone Woodley or an older uh, Tyrone Woodley that hasn't done anything in a long time. He's fought um, Ben Askren who can't box his way out of a paper bag. There's um, you know, so it's time for him to take the next step up and everyone knows I'm a real fighter. Uh, one of us is going to get knocked out. I'm not going to sit back and wait like Tyron. Um, you know, I've got a lot of experience and I'm a damn good boxer. So I think it would be a perfect uh, match. You know, the only thing I know, he's probably going to look for like a McGregor or something. That's probably going to be, you know, he wants the as big of a payday as possible, most likely. But if he wants a legitimate challenge, um, really see where he's at and have a true risk of being knocked out. I mean, I got the record for knockouts. Um, you know, why wouldn't he fight someone like me? Well,
1: you're also, let's be honest, you're also, you know, size-wise on par with Jake Paul. You know, Connor, yeah, I listen, I you know we could talk about yeah. Connor all day. Connor's a hundred and fifty five pounder on a good day. I mean he should really if you look at him even you know against this last couple of fights against Poirier he looked a little undersized <laughs> next to Poirier. I thought uh, so yeah. you know uh, Jake was 190 and he I mean he's a he's a big boy. You know what I mean? Like you dude he would I mean that would be I mean I'm not saying Connor just based on Connor being a better boxer potentially you know, whatever, but like that would be such a size. Like He would literally have like 40 pounds on Connor. Uh, you actually have size. I, we all know how big you are as a, a welder. I mean, you've obviously fought at middleweight and you've talked about fighting middleweight again. Uh, that would be a much, like, much different size difference for you and him versus Connor or any other, you know. Yeah, well,
0: that, well, that's my whole point. I mean, if he wants a legitimate challenge, you know, not, you know, I may not be the guy that's gonna, uh, you know, make the fucking, uh, countdown show or whatever or or pre-fight conferences be a big shit show or circus or everything um like like connor would um you know i might not be that guy i might not be some of the some of the things he's looking for but if he wants a real fight and he wants a guy with experience that knows how to box i mean i've I've done a lot of amateur boxing um you know i just chose to mma for the professional career but you know if he wants a real guy that's going to give him a real challenge and a And, I mean, I believe I'll knock him out, but, you know, he's got to know that there's a real potential of fighting me. He's going to get knocked out. So, uh, you know, if he's actually got those kind of balls, we would see if he would actually fight me. But, um, you know, again, I kind of think that he would probably lean towards a path of the most famous guy that he can get rather than the, the best challenge that he could get.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, you fight Jake Paul. You tear Ohio apart. Why would you do that, Matt? You tear. You, you're both from <laughs> Ohio, and I give him credit, man. Like I said, he rapped Ohio hard last night, man. Credit to him. Obviously, we're both Ohio guys. I Always like the guys who rap Ohio. Uh, he did. He brought it out for Ohio, man. He's obviously a Cleveland kid, and uh, and good for him. Like I said, it was cool. He had that really uh, the outfit with all like the Ohio State and the Browns and like the Cavaliers. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. So yeah, he was repping Cleveland. Good for him, you know. But you're gonna tear Ohio apart if you, if you like gotta we fight bring Jake Ohio
0: Paul together.
1: <laughs> bring it together. Yeah.
0: Yeah guys from all over Ohio rooting for one or the other, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Let me, let me circle back. We talked about the fight. You know, we all, I think we both agree that, you know, if anyone has anyone to blame for the the way the fight played out, it's Tyron Woodley. Obviously Tyron's calling for a rematch. He's demanding a rematch. Uh, Let me just, let me, uh, let me, let me say this first, Matt. I don't think they should do a rematch. I don't see a reason for a rematch. It wasn't a great fight. If it had been a dog fight, if it had been a war um, you know, if it had been that kind of like, you know, that just knockdown down drag out battle for eight rounds and Jake eked him out on the scorecards. Okay. Maybe Jake's four fights in his career. I don't really think he needs to be doing rematches right now unless he, you know, listen, unless, unless he legitimately got beat and he wants a rematch to get it back. But, uh, and I, it's nothing against Tyron. It's not that I have anything against Tyron at all, but Tyron's 39. He's at the tail end of his combat sports career. There's no doubt about that, especially based on, you know, his run, you know, obviously even the UFC and everything. Um, I don't want to see a rematch. If the first, first might have been good, maybe,
0: but. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. And it does, you know, Tyron's age doesn't really matter. Cause it just, you just look at his performances, right? I mean, Anderson's still out there. He put a good performance on against Chavez. At, what is he, 44 now?
1: Yeah, 40, no, 46.
0: 46 and mean, jesus christ you know i mean what a savage man you gotta love that guy you know he's out there putting on great performance um but you know time runs just looked terrible and he looked terrible again um so I, I don't see where a rematch would be constituted at all where um you know there like you said there was nothing exciting about it um i think the rematch would probably do far less numbers than the first cause who's going to say, okay, I want to see this again. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, if it had been, if it had been like a knockdown drag out fight and then a controversial split decision, sure. Yeah, but that wasn't that that multiple... It wasn't, it wasn't...
0: that kind of fight. It The fact that one judge even gave Tyron the fight was mind blowing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, it wasn't, what Jake Paul did to win wasn't that exciting, but he still won. I mean, yeah. you know, but again, there's a lot of MMA fights. I can say the same thing. There's a lot of MMA fights. So I'm like, yeah, a guy won thirty Wasn't a great fight. Wasn't a great performance, but he won thirty twenty seven. You know, like, that's just the reality right. of and it.
0: You got, and you got to look at, also, look, Tyron made a decision, some or, or didn't make a decision at some point in that fight, where he could have made it a dog fight. He knew he was down rounds. His corner was telling him. And he did not bite down on his mouthpiece and walk forward. Had he done that, maybe he would be and the position to constitute a rematch at this point. But at no point did he just bite down his mouthpiece, walk forward, and say, fuck it, I'm going for broke.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's what you got to do if you want to either win the fight or, at minimum, get a rematch. And that's when you can come back and say, man, I should get a rematch. I started picking it up too late in the fight or something like that. But he never picked it up. He never got started. And that's just been his... Uh, at this uh, tail end of his career that's just kind of been the story of tyron woodley and uh it's sad to see with the the amount of skill he has the amount of talent that he has the amount of of athleticism his knockout power he has so many great qualities um but you gotta let him fly man You, you can't worry about getting out of there safely you gotta worry about getting out there with the
1: w absolutely absolutely real quick before we talk about the fight coming up this week in the ufc let me just ask you jake paul fights again I don't know who it's going to be. Don't know when it's going to be. Will you watch?
0: If he's fighting me, I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, just like this one, you know, I watched it the day after. I'm, I'm not really, um, I, I am a purist, you know, so it doesn't really interest me like that. But again, I, I'll say, I can't say it enough times. Hats off to him. Good for him. Made a lot of money. Made Tyron a lot of money. Made Showtime a lot of money. Um, good for all those guys not my thing
1: yeah understandable understandable uh this week in ufc let's get in here real quick before we get out of here of course big middleweight fight darren till taking on Derek brunson uh winner obviously it seems like would be you know maybe a fight away from a title shot or kind of getting that title contention this is a really interesting matchup derek has been on a great run lately uh four or five in a row obviously a big dominant win over uh kevin holland his last fight darren till Been out for quite a while. His last fight was a loss to Robert Whitaker. Yeah, why has
0: he been out? What's been going on with him?
1: uh, He had some injury. He was supposed to fight. I think it was Marvin and He broke his collarbone. And that was what kept him out. Yeah, that's what kept him out longer. So now he's coming back fighting Darren Till main event this weekend. Matt, your thoughts on that fight?
0: Uh, I think uh, uh, if Derek wins this fight, I think he's got to be in title contention. If not, um, you know, know, man, he's got to be right there. How could you not be looking at him? I mean, how many other? What other guys are even left up there uh, at, at uh, 185?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically yeah Whitaker for the rematch, and then that's I mean, Cannon is the only other guy who hasn't yeah, already Ken fought on this. On you
0: forgot about him? Uh, yeah, so you know you got to he's got to be right there, right close, and I think he's good enough to do it, man. He showed a lot of improvement too from early on in his career. He's looked really good, especially that Kevin Holland fight. I was really impressed with him kept his composure real well, kept discipline. And Darren Till's a perfect um, uh, perfect test to see if he's ready to fight for a title. You know, the the guys he'd be fighting for a title, whether it's Whitaker or Adesanya, um, that's going to be a major, major challenge for him. Um, now, I think it's a tough matchup for Darren Till personally, but, uh, you know, he's the type of guy that could pull it out, you know, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. And and if Brunson gets a little bit too cocky, I think also um, we, I think we've seen him do it before on the feet, get a little, little comfortable on the feet. And that's when uh, I think till could catch him for sure.
1: Yeah. If Derek wrestles, I think Derek wins.
0: It's hard to, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Hard, Derek, yeah, Derek is a phenomenal wrestler. When he got away from that is when he started losing some fights. He started knocking people out and he got a little too overconfident in his hands. And he and he got knocked out a couple times. They had a couple, you know, obviously went in there had a firefight with Robert Whitaker. Great round, it was a freaking wild round. But you know, you're playing with dynamite against a guy like Robert Whitaker mm-hmm. doing that. And and yes, Derek Brunson has knockout power. We know that. But now that he's back to his wrestling, look what he did. To Edmund Shabazi. I'm not. I know everyone's jumping off the Edmund Shabazi train, saying he's you know whatever. He was overhyped. I don't think that. I don't think so at all. I think Edmund has a lot of work to do, and obviously he's not a great ground fighter. But guess what? Derek exposed that. Derek went out there and and took him to the ground and just pummeled him.
0: And you could be a great ground fighter and still get beat up by Derek Brunson on the ground, too.
1: Yeah, Derek Brunson out-wrestled Yoel Romero once upon a time. Like They fought. (laughs) Derek out-wrestled Yoel Romero, and then he got kind of gassed out in the third round, and Yoel kind of came back and caught him in the third round and finished him. But Derek Brunson's a monster in wrestling. If he goes out there and wrestles Darren Till, I think he wins. I mean, I think the only way— Darren Till wins this is if Derek doesn't approach this fight the right way decides I'm going to try to test my hands against Darren Till and he just stands on the outside and lets Darren because th- I, I don't I don't I, I don't have anything against Darren Till but I'm still not quite sure who Darren Till is like we, we obviously had a big he had a big win over Cowboy uh, at one point but then like he had mm-hmm. kind of I mean he, he didn't look terrible against Wonder Boy mm-hmm. but I actually thought Boy won that fight uh, you know, he, he obviously, then he got, you know, just, just dismantled by Woodley. Uh, he got knocked out by Masvidal and again, no shame there. Masvidal hits like a truck. Okay. Good for him. Uh, he had the weird win over Kelvin Gaslam. I mean, that was okay. It was a, you know, it was a, not a great fight, but he won. And then he, he got beat by Robert Whitaker in another kind of not exciting fight. So I'm not really sure who Darren Till is, but I'm confident if Darren, if Derek Brunson wrestles, Derek Brunson wins.
0: Uh, I'm right there with you. That's the smart, clear path to victory for Derek Brunson, right? Take it and run, man. No reason not to. Uh, And that's where I I talk about, you know, Darren Till is also the type of guy that could lull you into the wrong kind of fight, kind of make you think that you're going to do okay on the feet. And maybe you even have a little bit of a success on the feet, and then Till just pops you with something you ain't ready for. So I could also see that happening, too. You know, Brunson's definitely a proud guy um you know and you know all of us man once we get that taste of a knockout we want more of them so uh hopefully that doesn't play too much into his head and he sticks to who he is um, but i know what you mean there with darren till yeah um yeah he seems uh it hasn't seemed to evolved a ton right it's sort of the same darren till every time even though I'm kind of saying the same thing, even though you're saying like you don't really know who he is. It's still kind of the same thing every time, right? Yeah. But I don't know if that makes well, any sense. Well, well not. no, he's,
1: I mean, since going to middleweight, he's had two fights and like he's got a middleweight body. We know that he used to kill himself to make welterweight, yeah. but does he have middleweight power? Does he have middleweight strength? I and mean, we really haven't seen that. I mean, yeah, yeah he beat Gaslam, but uh, you know, Gaslam's a pretty undersized middleweight. And, and obviously, Gaslam is
0: Gaslam's also probably the most inconsistent fighter on the roster maybe yeah. in history right? <laughs> like you see the most amazing performance come out of him like when he fought israel and then you see just a complete lackluster performance next time like like he doesn't even like it reminds me of uh, uh Filio fighting chael son and like talking to people over oh, in yeah. the ground, <laughs> seeing ghosts and shit <laughs> 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 and what i always expect to see Gaslam do sometimes because he, sometimes he'll do that he'll do kind of the woodley like just stand there and like like yeah, we're here. You know what are we gonna do now, um, and and I get that, man. Like I've, I've been in there enough times. I know exactly what that's like. And sometimes you just don't fucking feel like being there, man. There's you know there's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, you, or maybe sometimes you get a little over pumped up, and then finally when it when it when uh, you actually get there, it's not everything you kind of thought it would be. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things. You weight cut, obviously, Gassol struggle with that a billion times. So so many different factors but uh that's certainly one of the things i think he needs to get together um all of us you know but when you see the guys like the greats like izzy anderson you know these guys are GSP's probably the the best ever you know where they're just consistent every time you know exactly what you're going to get and they do it well every time
1: yeah so if you're picking darren till or Derek brunson who are you picking
0: I'll go with Brunson for sure. Yeah. I think, cause I think he will, uh, he's come a long ways. He's experienced now. He knows who he is. He knows what he wants to do. He's getting close to the title shot. He's going to use his wrestling, probably set it up with some striking. Um, I don't think till will have quite the power even if he does clip him, uh, to stop the fight. Uh, and, and Brunson's going to take him down and probably finish him on the ground.
1: Yep. I agree. I think Derek Brunson wins, either finishes him on the ground or wins, uh, a pretty lopsided decision darish gone five rounds yeah. now he went in that main event we know he can do it now um yeah i think he wins well. i think he wins uh either wins a, a pretty d- pretty dominant decision or or a late stoppage, like fourth round you know just continues to take him down and batter him on the ground gets him out of there. fourth fifth round i could see that happening as well uh there we go matt uh it is always a pleasure to catch up and now they got this new podcast you are going to be one of my regular co-hosts on here. I've already I've already co-opted you into into joining the show on a regular basis. Uh, unlike our old podcast where, you know, obviously we're doing it week-to-week, and that's a lot of time commitment. I'm like, okay, you got to show up like every four weeks here. Okay, you can do that. I know you can do that.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, shit, maybe I just made the commitment, man. We'll just start doing it regularly. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. You know, my life is crazy, man. Uh should be getting back into camp soon. And, of course, that's always a huge commitment, so – But I love doing it with you, man. I love being on anytime, and we'll figure something out, bro
1: absolutely absolutely uh, matt it is always a pleasure stick around for a second i'm just going to get out of here play an intro and then we'll we'll come back in a second uh everyone make sure you're checking out the podcast every week uh fighter versus the rider you can find it on mmafighting.com you can also find it on all of your favorite podcast platforms spotify apple podcasts all of those make sure you subscribe rate all that kind of good stuff and we'll be back next week with another edition of fighter versus the rider i'm damon martin we'll see you then thanks for tuning in Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier